Hey there, you're listening to episode 4 of Let's Talk About It with Khadija Aman. In this episode, I talk to Marissa Vaughn. She's a producer, director, and fellow Fulso University graduate. We talk about sexism and mental health in the industry. We also talk about what people in higher positions can do to better advocate for their women employees. Then we talk about shows that are touching on sexism. So without further ado, I present to you episode four of Let's Talk About It with Khadija Aman. Enjoy. Thank you again for meeting with me today. Thank you for having me. I like to start each interview with you introducing yourself and giving a little bit of a background about how you got started in the entertainment industry and you know why you want to work in the entertainment industry. Okay, so I'm Marissa Vaughn. I started in film at Full Sail, where you also went to college, which is cool, um, and then jumped out to San Francisco teaching film for a little bit, just a little slight detour, and then I started working mainly in reality television, which is kind of where I've lived, and I guess that's my bread and butter. That's what I'm going to say <laughs> <laughs> for the past, like, almost five years. And then I do scripted stuff on the side that I just have to produce myself mm-hmm. at this point. I want to continue working in the industry because there's not that many women working in it, and we have a totally different viewpoint mm-hmm. that obviously needs to be shared because yeah. we're 50% of the population, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So what are some of the struggles you faced, you know, to get where you are today, you know, working in reality TV and and scripted and with being a woman and also, you know, mentally, what are like the struggles that you faced? It's really frustrating, honestly, to be a woman in this industry. And I don't think it's just a now thing. I kind of think it's been always Mm -hmm. because I feel like we're overlooked where they're like, oh, you probably just want to like be a receptionist or like an actress. It's like, no, zero of those things. Mm -hmm. I'm still navigating scripted obviously but reality television it was very much start at the very bottom like intern PA like barely any money and it feels like forever but it was only like a year and a half to move up but to watch like male PAs get bumped up very quickly Mm -hmm. for no reason yeah like same amount of (laughs) same amount of experience if not less and then they just get to move up faster which is very frustrating seeing you know men get bumped up first and you know working just as hard as them like how was that on you to watch that mentally it is like you said it's hard to watch guys come Mm -hmm. up basically just kept working and I was like well I guess this is just what I have to do Mm -hmm. which basically it's weird because it's you get to this weird like plateau where you're like well I guess this is just this is it I'm just gonna be a PA forever Mm -hmm. and then right before I got my first like long run job in reality television I accepted a job at Barnes and Noble because mm. I was like, I can't live on a PA salary. Like mm-hmm. maybe this just isn't for me. So I literally <laughs> just said yes to this job at freaking Barnes and Noble mm. <laughs> <laughs> with no experience of working in like a book selling industry or anything like that. And then not even an hour later, this lady calls me and she's like, could you come and be a PA in Indiana for three weeks? And I was like, yes. And <laughs> turn around and call this like sweet manager at Barnes and Noble and be like, uh, I know I haven't started, but I quit, (laughs) which was super awkward, but whatever. So it was, that kind of helped get me out of like, maybe this is like not the place for me. Mm -hmm. And then there was obviously it 
it's a cycle. Like you finish a show and then it's like, oh, I don't have anything to do now. Yeah. And then it's really hard to get work sometimes. Mm-hmm. But luckily, that woman, woman who hired me, shocker, <laughs> <laughs> she hired me to work with them again and just kind of travel to their next city. And then the experience I got on that let me get a, not really a better pay, but a better title mm-hmm. on the next show. And that's how I ended up stepping up from being a PA to being a producer. Is there anything that, like, do you have, like, a mantra you tell yourself to get through struggling times, or do you do anything to kind of make yourself, you know, feel better when you're, like, frustrated while trying to work and move up in the industry? I don't know that I have a mantra, but I'm so, like, cynical that I'm like, well, there's always Barnes & Noble, (laughs) which is really messed up. (laughs) But usually, like, if it gets really dark and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm never going to work again, which happens Mm -hmm. anytime a show ends I'm like oh my god Mm -hmm. literally never getting a job again because I'm a drama queen (laughs) I'll just like watch a bunch of really good movies Mm -hmm. or binge an entire series you know right and just remember like this is why I want to do this there's no reason for me to work at Barnes and Noble yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) like that's silly the hardest thing is like making a plan yeah because that gets really overwhelming Mm -hmm. to try and make a plan and I have to break it down into like tasks that take five minutes otherwise Mm -hmm. I'm like nope this is too much Mm -hmm. too much to do at one time like it's super overwhelming which I'm sure you know since yeah yeah you're a working person (laughs) (laughs) so like positive self-talk you watch good movies and you like to make plans yeah the stuff you do plans and then break them down into like the tiniest bite-sized little things that you can do yeah to make it manageable manageable. yeah and even then sometimes that's not I'm like maybe I think like I think Last week, because my show's about to wrap, I was like, I don't have anything lined up. And I was like, maybe I should be a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> that lasted for about two days. And I was yeah. like, that would not be good for me. Do you feel like mental health is um, overlooked in the entertainment industry? A hundred percent. It's so overlooked. Nobody thinks about work-life balance right. at all, ever. Mm-hmm. Like, the industry standard is a 12-hour day. And that's not including your commute to work, from work any like weird little side errands you have to do that are related to work. So it's like, hey, really you're gonna spend like 16 hours focused on your job. And if you have a family, a life outside of your job, there's, it's really hard to find balance. And like a lot of shows don't don't take weekends off. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this is your life for however long your show runs. Exactly. So I don't think anybody really thinks about it. And the few times that, it's kind of like a passing thought that just randomly comes back up to people, I feel like. They're like, oh wait, our crew's been here for, whatever, three months, and they've been working 12 hours a day, five days a week. We should probably, like, do something nice for them. Mm -hmm. And then it's, like, one night of, in my experience at least, it's, like, one night of just nonsense, like, just drinking and Mm -hmm. being crazy (laughs) and all that. And just, that's not good either. That doesn't fix it. It's, like, give people a couple days off and, I don't know, create a better work environment. Right. And I, I don't know if that's really a priority in this industry at this time, but that's just my experience. Mm-hmm. I have worked on smaller sets that it is a priority where it's like, let's have a good time. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with that. I feel like that's definitely something missing right now in the industry in terms of like helping their employees like better than their mental health. A lot of the bigger companies will have, you can take advantage of like this many free therapy sessions, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. In my experience, they've always, it's not that they look down, but it, they either make it very hard to do it, like, oh, it has to happen between 9 and 9.15 a.m. 
on East Coast time, but you live on the West Coast mm -hmm. or whatever. Either it's like impossible to do or it just seems like they're weirded out that you're actually asking to take advantage of something they mm -hmm. offer. So that's, that's not helpful at all. So what comes to mind when you hear the word sexism? Inequality. <laughs> I was like, word association. Yeah. <laughs> Inequality, so just not treating women and men the same, regardless of if they have the exact same experience work-wise. You can't have the same experience as somebody life-wise, mm -hmm. but just treating people differently based mm -hmm. on their sex or their gender. And so do you think that like the U.S. is doing a good or bad job in addressing you know, sexism you know, throughout any industry, not just entertainment industry? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what is something that people in higher positions could be doing to, like, better advocate for, like, women and people of color and things like that? I don't necessarily think they're doing anything mm -hmm. to address it. Like, girls are still getting dress coded at school. Oh. <laughs> for, like, oh, you're wearing a spaghetti strap tank top. Oh, right, right, yeah. Like, what on earth? How is that, how is that not sexism? Mm -hmm. I feel like just treat women with respect and treat people equally and don't make rules that only benefit men mm -hmm. or people who are highly represented in every aspect. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a good place to start. Just be respectful. That'd be baseline. Mm -hmm. Be respectful. Be nice. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. Can you think of a reality show that you would want to see or a scripted show that you would want to see that touches on these issues or like in a positive way? Or do you, do you think that there's anything out there right now that people could watch and learn you know, about sexism? Maybe not necessarily sexism, but there are, recently there have been a lot more shows coming out with really good representation of people, which mm -hmm. I think is, it's a step in the right direction. It's not enough, but it's a step mm -hmm. in the right direction. What did I watch the other night? Oh, I started watching Tales of the City. Oh, yeah. And that's, I was like, oh my God, this cast like has everybody. Mm -hmm. I was like, this feels more like the people you would actually see because I currently live in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this looks like San Francisco. And that was really cool. Um, and the show I currently am working on which I cannot say. <laughs> I was watching a cut of it. And I was like, this like feels like America because mm -hmm. it's not just a bunch of white dudes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, but I feel like representation is a good step towards like getting people comfortable mm -hmm. with seeing people as equal and seeing that everybody has a life outside of what you just see on the surface or right. what you project onto them as what you think yeah. that person or that type of person does in their free time or whatever. Do you have any shows that you can think of? Because now I want to know. I don't know, like, I haven't seen Handmaid's Tale, but apparently that's, like, people are scared that that's where the world oh is going now. And I've, so I've it's like, <laughs> okay, so it's like, maybe it's getting people thinking, like, how can we make this not happen? How can we stop right. this immediately? Right, you know? <laughs> and, like, some of the Black Mirror stuff is, like, crazy. Black um, Mirror scares me. Yeah, I've watched like... maybe, like, four episodes. I'm like, this is, like, too scary for me. <laughs> Oh man, like did you, there's one with Miley Cyrus. And even that's kind of, that, that episode is a little bit of like sexism because everybody wanted her to be this thing because like, you know, she's a pop star or whatever. And like she knew who she was inside and it was not a reflection of what she was putting out. So now she's fighting to be the real her instead of like having these men and a woman try to tell her, you know, what to do and yeah. what to wear and all this stuff. So that's actually a good example. So people, if you want to see a good example, Black Mirror, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> That kind of feels like the way her real life seems. Right. With, I was like, isn't that also the plot of Hannah Montana? <laughs> that's that's probably why she got the role. Probably. Nailed um. it. Good work casting. Is there any, you know, general advice that you have for any listeners who feel like they're going through some type of mental health thing or they feel like they'll be attacked 
in like a sexist way and so they're kind of scared to get into this industry is there any advice that you have for those listeners well stay afraid but do it anyway which is a Carrie <laughs> Fisher quote but really like go into it but I don't think it's wrong to be guarded about that type of stuff because it's rampant like mm-hmm. it's everywhere which is gross and I hate it, but it's true. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And God forbid something did happen, even if there's gonna be repercussions that you're worried about, you have to tell somebody. Mm -hmm. Like, because otherwise that person is just gonna keep going. They're gonna keep abusing people or discriminating or whatever has happened, they're gonna keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes even if you report it, it's still gonna happen. Yeah. Which sucks so bad. And I mean, it's also kind of the basis of the Me Too movement. Like those women came forward and risk their careers and a lot of them, what, what has come of it. Like, mm-hmm. Their careers have not changed, but those people are now known and we know that there's some trash people out there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, sp- speak up even if it's scary. Yeah. And don't be afraid to like, if this is your dream, chase it, mm-hmm. obviously. I think we touched on this a little bit, but what are some you know healthy ways you think that people can deal with all the no's you get, dealing with watching other people excel who aren't the best people, and like you know those things, all that stuff that comes with trying to make it. Do you have any ideas on how to deal with those things? I think one of the things that's helped me very recently is like celebrate every tiny success, even mm-hmm. if it's just like, oh, I submitted to this. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you submitted to it. Like, if they needed a sample of writing, you did the writing. So many of the, like, fellowships and things like that, there's so much paperwork that goes with the applications that it's like, this takes hours. So when you submit, just celebrate. However however you celebrate, that's great. Do that. And even on the rejections, because, you know, this industry, you Mm. just keep hearing no. That's the most commonly used word in this industry. (laughs) Mm, No, thanks. Or, like, it's not for us. Yeah try to find something positive out of it. I know it's really hard, but if you came in with like a pitch and you feel like you did really well, you probably did. Like the chances are that you actually did really well, but it's honestly just not the right timing Mm -hmm. or like the audience wasn't right in the actual room. Even if whatever subject it was has a great audience potential, the people in the room maybe weren't the right audience. So I think celebrating little successes and trying to find, even if it's just like, well, my hair looked cute today. Like one tiny positive on the really bad days. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And if all else fails, go pet a dog. Oh, yeah. Honestly. <laughs> so cheesy, yeah. but like. Yeah, I definitely agree with celebrating the small things or like just finding something positive, even if it's small. Like when I finish like a few pages or whatever, like writing and stuff, like I'll just pat myself on the back. I'll literally pat myself on the back. <laughs> I love that. Like, like, so that's what that's what I do. Yeah, it's an accomplishment. Don't be down on yourself because, like, you didn't do this thing. Just realize that whatever step you took towards that thing is 100% better than not taking any steps towards mm-hmm. it. Awesome. Like, what do you think that we as women in the industry can be doing to bring, you know, awareness to these sexism issues, to these mental health issues, and to really, you know, start sparking more conversation and more change? I think there's something around, like, everything is so taboo. Like, Mm -hmm. people get so upset when employees talk to each other, Mm -hmm. and I think that's a good place to start. And women tend to protect each other anyway, even if it has to be secret, like, here's our secret group chat, Mm -hmm. which is so (laughs) weird, but it happens. I think talking to each other and trying to open up a dialogue, and if you can, and if it's, like, safe and comfortable, bring the men on your team into that. Be like, here are the issues we're having. Mm -hmm. Please stop doing them. And if it's it's really something they're like, "Mm, you really can't not do that, which would be unrealistic. (laughs) Just try to find some middle ground. I think a lot of it comes down to communication Mm -hmm. to start. 
talk about it more, talking to each other, and then get more women in the room. Mm-hmm. I think that would help. So, you know, hire women, pay them what they're worth. You have to speak up, even if it's risking something. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's very true. So I like to end each interview with a couple of fun questions. So the first question will be, how long do you think you would last in a zombie apocalypse? Not, I would not last long at all. Like, <laughs> not because I'm not going to... I can't kill an animal. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. can't kill an animal and eat it. That would upset me. I don't think... I don't even think I could kill a zombie. Because mm. I'm like, oh, look at its face. <laughs> I don't know that I, I... I think I would just get eaten. And I'm... Yeah. I get bored too fast, so I would, like, break out of my bunker or whatever. It'd be terrible. I'm going to say, like, three days. <laughs> three days. <laughs> if you could live in any movie or TV show, what would it be and why? I want to live in the X-Files. Oh is, that, is that messed up? <laughs> like, the old, like, 90s X-Files. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that wrong? <laughs> no, it's... I want to... But I want to work in the Bureau. I want to solve... Mm-hmm. Yeah. The alien case. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Not just live in that world where it's like, hey, there's weird shit happening. Right. And there are only two people. You don't want to be the one who's been abducted now? Exactly. Like, there's only two people on Earth who are going to believe what's happening. <laughs> just live here. No, I want to I wanna work in the X-Files. Okay, that's pretty cool, actually, because I <laughs> kind of want to do that, too. Heck yeah. Or like Ghost Whisperer or something. I want to be the Ghost Whisperer. Oh, maybe. yeah. Oh, no, I don't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, never mind. I don't Wait, no, the I just thought about it. Wait a minute. Not the bad ghost. If you could have dinner with anyone from history, who would it be? Do they have to be dead? They don't have to be. Michelle Obama. I just want to know everything about her. Mm-hmm. That's all. I yeah. really just want to. I want her to tell me her life story. I just want her to adopt me. That's, <laughs> you know what? Never mind. <laughs> just, I'm just going to show up to this right. dinner with like, here's an adoption form. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. She could be my aunt. Yeah. <laughs> She's just so poised all the time and I don't understand how she does it I'm like I can't be poised for like 10 minutes teach me your ways <laughs> yeah funny story I used to live in the same building as Obama's aunt and there'd be a lot of news stations every day as I'm coming home from school like trying to sneak in so I'd have to run in <laughs> oh my god like, close the door they were that on like trying to meet his aunt mm-hmm because I think she, like, helped his campaign, like, in the early stages and stuff. And, like... Well, that's what your family does. Right. Like, obviously. And, like, she had a book and all this stuff. But, yeah, so she lived there and I lived there. And it was an interesting time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that means you're, like, what, two degrees away from Obama? Right. <laughs> that's a win. Honestly, you should celebrate that. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just patted myself on my back for people who can't see. All right. Well, that's it. We did the interview. We survived. Yes. Thank you again for coming. Thank you for I having hope me. people are touched by all of your answers and, you know, really connect with you. It's Thank great. Thank you. That concludes episode four of Let's Talk About It with Khadija Aman. Did you enjoy the episode? What was your favorite part? Tweet me your thoughts at underscore Khadija Aman and use the hashtag Let's Talk About It so I can see it. You can also follow me on Instagram at Let's Talk About It 20. Hope to see you there. Thank you so much for listening, and be sure to subscribe for weekly episodes every Thursday. Bye!